0: CliffCentral.com, Cliffcentral.com welcome 2017. Okay, so if you're looking for some inspiration for the new year, we've got just the right person in studio with me today. Joining me today is Raleen. She is a coach, a spiritualist, a teacher, a healer. So many beautiful things that you can use to describe her. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Please. So the reason I brought you into studio today is because I think it's always really good to start off a new year having someone tell us about, uh, you know, how to live a happier, positive life. And I mean, I've seen you a couple of times and we've spoken quite a few times and After every single time I see you I leave the room feeling so happy and inspired And I thought maybe you could do the same to our listeners today Oh, Oh, thank you, thank you I'd love to (laughs) So I think where we should start off is spirituality I mean, you know, we often talk about religion And bring up religion and um, spirituality to me You know And the reason I like Spirituality Is because it's kind of like You don't need to define it As such as one religion Believing in one God Believing in just one thing It's kind of just believing Like an unhigher power or so Could you maybe In your own words Describe to me What spirituality is Or how you would Discuss spirituality Or describe spirituality To someone else mm-hmm. I think very simply One could say If we
1: live in loving kindness mm-hmm. And I mean that's just a saying But what does it really mean And where does it really come from mm-hmm. And being a shaman I believe um, That we are all one You know the Native Americans say Metakoya oyasim," um, Which translated means We are all relations mm-hmm. And if we live with that um In mind and that concept And we, un- we kind of embrace that We can then live in loving kindness mm-hmm. And that means that we are all part of the same source. Mm-mm. And we are all striving for that love, for that happiness, for that. And we are all that. And we are all mirrors of each other. We are all mirrors of one another, of the universe. We are all part of it. Mm-hmm. And living with that and having that in mind, we live with an open heart. And an open heart means that we are able to understand and to respond to things. Mm-hmm. And responding to things makes us see things very differently. You know, I mean, this, I keep reading how awful 2016 was and we all want to move on and live happily and make this new year better. But what does that really mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's what lessons are we getting from all of these experiences? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But isn't that inevitably what it is? I mean, so 2016 was a tough year for a lot of people But, I mean, we learned from that Absolutely and, and, and when I speak to a lot of people as well They kind of focus a lot on the negative And, oh, this happened to me, that happened to me How do you think you can take that specifically And move on from it Or take those bad experiences And move on to create a more positive 2017? Well, I think, as I said earlier Living with an
1: open heart. Firstly, an open heart means that you are responding. You are able to respond. Mm-mm. So you're not going into that reptilian brain of, oh, somebody did me wrong, or um, I've suffered a terrible loss. Poor, you know, I'm, and uh, I'm going to get revenge, or I'm going to make it better, or I'm going to do.
0: It's standing back and actually saying, how do I respond to this? How do you do that, though? So, I mean, the kind of natural response to any bad situation is anger, frustration. How does one even start by standing back and looking and saying, okay, wait, let me assess the situation and see if there's a better way for me to deal with it as opposed to immediately going into anger? Okay. Well, our our natural response is to go into our reptilian brain, to react, fight Mm -hmm. or flight.
1: When we step back And with our heart open This living kindness As I said earlier When our heart is open We have choice Mm -hmm. And we are able to be In a position of choice So we can then Automatically react And then we step back And we say Hang on I've got a choice here I can respond Mm -hmm. If I respond I'm in A neutral situation I've stepped out Of the drama triangle And I'm looking At the scene So If somebody has Done something wrong for example Something that has hurt you Mm -mm. You're able to stand back and you're able to say Okay so What is this person mirroring to me What is this anger that they are That I'm seeing from this person Is it anger within myself Is it Stuff that they are now Bringing to the surface that they need to look at And you're able to Assess it in that way Mm -mm. And Then the learning comes from that Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like, for example, last year was a bad year because we suffered a loss. We lost someone or mm-hmm. our relationship ended or so they can say, why did it end? What, what made it end? What, what have I gained from that? Mm-hmm. Was it working in the first place? Did I do enough? What made it, how can I make it better? Why do you think we don't do that though? I think because we stay in our reptilian brain and we just react Mm-mm. You know, it, it's a it's it's kind a, of like
0: a normal instinct, a yes, natural instinct Yes,
1: and we also, you know, if we've been wronged We've got to get even, we've got to do revenge mm. And that's basic level functioning mm. It's when you start back, when you step back and you say Is this going to serve me? Is it going to serve that person? What is, What am I going to gain from this? And if you can stand back and say, well, let it go and then everybody, people will say I'm not going to let it go Because then I'm a victim and, and I'm just letting people walk over me But in actual fact you're not Because you are taking the lesson from that Mm-mm. You're looking at the mirror You're looking at the lesson And you in fact are growing and changing mm-hmm. And the only thing in life that's guaranteed is change mm-hmm. And how do we change and transform? We learn As soon as we get revenge We're staying in that state of negativity
0: mm-hmm. But you know, so, I mean, when you often go to some of these motivational things and um, you read these books, and this is the problem. I think there's so much mm. conflicting information sure. out there sure. because one thing people will tell you is don't be a victim. Don't allow people to walk over you. And you're actually almost saying the opposite of that now. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yes. I, so I, not saying uh, you're wrong, uh, but
1: the, like um, how does one, you know? You see, if you step out of it and you you remove the emotion mm-hmm. or you understand the emotion and you go through the emotion Acknowledge that you're angry You've been wronged You've been whatever the, you know, hurt And then you say to yourself Okay, um, what is this hurt doing for me? First of all, how am I going to resolve this? If you go back and you say I'm going to get revenge I'm going to make you suffer like I suffered mm-hmm. I'm never going to forgive you You're standing still Neither of you are growing But if you stand back and you say okay you angered me, you cheated me let 's have a dialogue
0: mm-hmm. let's
1: let 's talk about why you did this, what made you do it. Um, how can we fix it mm-hmm. so it 's communication it 's dialogue it 's openness. you know if a relationship breaks up oh well i 'm never speaking to that person, but in actual fact there 's love there there 's a base there it 's mm-hmm. just something just wasn 't working. Yep. Sit back, talk about it and You resolve things. But if you stay in that revengeful, hurtful thing, you're not letting go. And Mm -hmm. letting go creates change, it Mm -hmm. creates growth.
0: Am I right in also saying if you don't let go, it could cause illnesses within yourself? And I mean, not saying that cancers and all those things are started (laughs) by negativity, but isn't that also a very big part of what could impact your health? Absolutely. You know, we live in our bodies.
1: Okay, so our soul, whatever, however you want to see it in your understanding, we are just living in this body. Mm-hmm. And when you get ill, that's the the final manifestation of the healing. Mm-hmm. So all that has going on inside of you manifests outward. And if you don't address that, if you're standing still and you're staying that revengeful so in the victim state in the whatever, and you're not really moving forward. It will manifest in your body mm-hmm. And eventually because we don't often take note And are aware of our, our, um, our inner feelings our, You know, who we really, really are Then your, your spirit says, hang on, you know Get with the program here You know, the spirit, the way I understand it, is a spiral mm-hmm. And it will come around If there, you have lessons and things that you need to experience in this life It will come around and it will tap you gently and you may not, you know, you won't even notice it The next time it'll come around and it'll tap you a little bit more And eventually, if you don't get the message It's going to take a rubber mallet and it's going to hit you <laughs> to on the top of the head you. Yeah, <laughs> and whichever way that you will respond to that Is what, mm-hmm. you, what your soul will, spirit will do for you mm-hmm. So if it takes for you to get ill Then that's what it will do mm-hmm. That's when your, your wake-up call will come Okay. You, know, you often find people that are really down and out or suffer terrible things. That's when they find their spirituality. That's when, and that's really when they awaken
0: and they start Mm-mm. to listen. Mm-mm. So, spirituality, if, if we had to say compare it to religion, and I'm not too sure if you are, if you're the right person to ask this, and if you're not, please tell me. If you had to compare, say, spirituality to being a Christian, would you say kind of like the spirit to a person that's spiritual would be kind of like a person who's a Christian? What God is to them If that makes any sense Or is it not really even something you can compare
1: I think we We use different discourses to mm-hmm. explain things and, okay. and in my understanding Very often religion Is used they, Is used to explain Things in a simpler mm-hmm. kind of way You know mm-hmm. And it's the layers of understanding You know okay. and, and You know I, I for example don't believe <laughs> <laughs> <something> about that. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's we. As I said earlier, we are all one and the same. We are mm-hmm. all part of the same energy. And if you see it as God, you know. Some people say Hashem. Some people say God. Some mm-hmm. people say you know. We all got Bodo, God, God, whatever. whatever. But the principles, I believe the the, the essence of pure good religion is. Kindness Mm-mm. it's kindness, it's loving, and and for me, you know we use this word love all the time, and we don't really understand it, and love is the pureness, and some religions will use hell and damnation and Mm-mm. fear and to keep you on that path, path of goodness,
0: kind but of like but, threatening a young child saying, if you don't do it, and that almost never works as well, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I've, I almost I mean, I'm not dissing any religion or whatever else, but I almost do feel like that's kind of what religion does to us as well. You know, I myself, I'm a Christian, so I'm not saying anything bad about it. But it does kind of sometimes feel like, you know, if you do something wrong, you got to go, oh, damn, I'm going to go to hell or, you know, I'm gay. What does that mean? I mean, that is also often a big fight that we do have sure. because, you know, we had this conversation the other day as well about a Bible having been translated. Hundreds of times before it even became English, you know, and what's happened to that translation to the version that we're actually reading now. And I mean, for me, spirituality is almost just, it's kind of simpler because it's about kindness and happiness, and that's just what you're trying to teach, right? You know, for me, it's getting rid of all the dogma
1: and all the restriction that Mm -hmm. religion, and I mean, I've, as as a young child or as a teenager, I went from Jewish. Synagogues to Christian to mm. You know all kinds of things To Buddhism to this to that And eventually I sat back and I thought We're all actually Striving or trying to Understand the same thing mm. You know and, and and it's just the way That people choose to To do that you know mm-hmm. if it blows your skirt up To go to church and, and Do that then if that gets You there then that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. You know there's no once again, no judgment, because if we are all the same thing, whatever we works for us mm-hmm. works. You know, I, I just sometimes get a little bit anxious when it's don't do that because you'll go to hell. You know, it's like oh, yeah. watching a little child run and say, don't run, you'll fall. And what does the child do? It falls. They run fall, yeah. 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 So let the child run. And when he falls, get up and he'll scrape, you know, wipe mm-hmm. up the... the whatever and carry on. That's his learning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people like those restrictions. They like to be told things, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. If it works for
0: them, it works. You also do a lot of work with children, though, right? Mm, I and do. Can you explain to me a little bit more about, I know that's a lot of healing involved in what you yeah. do, so kind of explain a bit more about what mm-hmm. you do with kids. Um, I work with clay most of the time,
1: mm-hmm. and um, I use clay to give children the opportunity to express and Explore their creativity Mm -hmm. And I do this in a nurturing environment And uh, Clay for me is One of the five elements And for me that's what the essence of life is Is also the five elements
0: Okay, What are these five elements? Well
1: you've got fire, you've got water You've got earth, you've got air And of course the fifth is the spirit Which is Mm -hmm. us And in order to make a finished Item in clay You need all of those elements Oh yeah. Okay. So, it it's bringing the child in touch with nature, with all that is, and children are are not tainted by all this Nonsense. negativity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and so they tap in. And in fact, my adult students do that too. You know, once they start working with the clay, then they become one, Mm-mm. and they become centered. You know, when you see a pottery wheel going around the clay, that is that center. You get into that centre, and and I mean the Native Americans have a medicine wheel, for example, and the whole aim is to get into that centre. Mm-hmm. And working with children, I it's just an incredible thing because they they intuitively understand that. Okay, you know I, I sit with kids, and people will pause and say, well, "What have you done to these kids? They're so relaxed and centred, <laughs> and in the class ten minutes earlier they were running around like lunatics." Mm-hmm. And it's it's the clay, it's the way I think maybe the way I approach it, and Allow them to just be And to be creative And to develop that part You know, creativity is The unmanifest It's the start of all things mm-hmm. um, uh, In in Rune Rune energy You have the first uh, There's a, a Rune symbol That's called Ur And that's the unmanifest That's where everything comes from okay. It's your wild untamed ox For example mm-hmm. And that's what we all have And the biggest thing that you can Give, the biggest gift you can give To a child or to yourself Is exploring your creativity Just allowing yourself to be To be and to explore that And to just think out the box mm. To, you know, and, and also uh, When I work with young children For example, art is a learned thing mm-hmm. And we learn how to draw You know, uh, it, it's you got to learn about foreshortening, you got to learn about perspective It's There's a lot of Technical stuff that you learn about, and when you work with clay, it's three dimensional. Mm-hmm. So if you make a table, you know that a table's got four legs, and you put four legs on. If you were drawing that, you, you know, a child will draw those four legs, but they'll come out the top of the table because they haven't learned how to yep. foreshorten. So working with clay just gives them that sense of pride, mm-hmm. that sense of achievement, mm-hmm. and they also learn this
0: process of. Rewards, what do I want to achieve? Mm -mm. I almost kind of feel, though, that... Our schooling today And we're going to talk about that in the next half an hour But our schooling today I almost feel doesn't really Prepare us as adults for the world We're living in today because you're talking A lot now about thinking outside the box And you're talking a lot about being creative Yet when you go to school They very much try and push you In that box and You may not wear your hair a certain way You may not dress in a certain way Yet I mean that is how We express our creativity So um, what, what is your take on that because i i kind of almost feel like our entire childhood creates this putting us in a boxing and then you get to adulthood um you know and when you reach adulthood it's now you finish school and you're like shit what now Mm -hmm. and no one prepares you for that it's kind of like now you get told make a decision what are you going to do for the rest of your life when the last 18 years of your life you've only been given rules Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now you have to go Oh wait! Now you're telling me to make the rules. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Now I agree with it, and that also goes back to what we were saying earlier about religion. It's Mm-mm-mm. it's staying in those boxes of control. Mm-mm. It's when you when you develop your creativity, you there are rules too. I mean, if you want to make a a pot, you got to start with the raw clay. You got to say you're doing it by hand. You would roll it. You would go layer by. You know, there's a process of what Mm-mm-mm. you need to do. So. You are understanding that process, Mm-mm. and those rules apply to that process. so Mm-mm. if you don't join the clay properly, it will break. Mm-mm. So like in school, if you don't do that, that will happen. Mm-mm. But you have that choice to take those things yep. forward and with and and as you've seen in schooling it's it's so controlled, and the saddest, saddest thing is that art and creativity, visual art and creativity is so starved. Mm-mm. You know when people say to me Oh no I can't. I'm can't. i not creative I can only draw a stick figure mm-hmm. Why? Because that's when your your Education and your, your creativity back. Stopped and were stifled Mm-mm. And If we are able to think out the box We can um, Think those problems through We don't just get those maths solutions And you know like a soldier Kind of Mm-mm. answer them We think about it and we think about well if we did this This would happen and and we think about Consequences and Teaches us how to think and how to then move forward and make our life the way we want to live. We, mm-hmm. you know, the choices that we want. You know, we all write our own story, and if we are able to be taught to think that, because mm-hmm. you know, if you think of school, what you are learning in school, what kids are learning in school now, in five years' time, is obsolete. It's <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it's about how to think. It's about to, how to manipulate things to. Work things in a
0: creative way mm-hmm. Do you think creativity Is something that can be taught for And the reason for my question is I often meet a lot of creative people Architects, graphic designers um, You know people that do it And they, some, well, some of them believe it's a skill uh, it's, 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 it's something you're born with And other people would say It's something you can learn Where do you sit on, on that? I believe that we are all creative We mm-hmm. all have it
1: it's how it's developed and how it's nurtured. Mm-hmm.
0: And creativity
1: is not just being a Picasso or being a Leonardo da Vinci. It's mm-hmm. not about that. Your creative people are your, very often your A types because they think out the box. They are able to see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. to think linearly, linearly. <laughs> <laughs> and to see, to, to be to see the bigger picture, to actually have a goal, to be able to, I want this, I want to achieve this, mm-hmm. I can achieve it, how am I going to get there? Okay. And it's in business, it's architects, it's, it's in every single field, it's mm-hmm. creativity I believe we all absolutely
0: have. Because to some extent everything you do is about creativity, absolutely. whether you're creating a meal, making a cup of coffee, whether you're writing a business plan, there's all some form of creativity involved absolutely. in that. Absolutely, how you tie your shoelaces, how you put your clothes out at night, how
1: Mm -hmm. you—all of it is—it's a different levels of creativity, Mm -hmm. but it's it's how you think, and that is the most important thing. And that's in my teaching is to teach and to expose children to to think to see
0: differently, differently. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're kind of finding yourself in this rut. Right now, as we were talking about earlier, let's call it the 2016 rut. Right? Let's give it a name. So if you find yourself in a rut right now and you're kind of like just myth about your life and where you are, where, what would you advise someone? And you know, not everybody can go see a spiritualist or a psychiatrist or a coach or something. What would you advise? How does one start of getting out of this rut? Where can you start to say, okay, do these, I don't know if you can give us a, do these three things start yeah. And then go from there, what what would you say, I think um, when i 'm doing counseling, for example, I will say to somebody,
1: "What do you want? What really do you want?" And someone will say, "Well you know what i don 't want to be unhappy anymore mm-hmm. well, okay, so you don't want to be unhappy, what do you
0: want what say that in the positive
1: well i 'd like to be happy
0: okay so so let me just stop you there, right. so one thing that i 've picked up, you always say is Instead of saying the negative, say the positive of that So don't say, I don't want to be unhappy Say, I want to be happy yeah. I, like, Hypothetically, mm-hmm. I want to be rich mm-hmm. I want to be healthy right. Instead of, I don't want to be sick okay. So, okay? so once you know what you want You're already on the road okay. And then you say to yourself
1: Well, is it, is it achievable? In my, in, is it, in my own lotus of control, is it achievable? And first of all, before we even get there, let's be specific. What does happiness mean? What, when you say happy, what, what makes you happy? Do you want to have? Because it means something different to everyone. Absolutely. Well, you know, I want to have the perfect relationship. I want to be rich. I want to have the perfect job and Mm. be, you know, okay. So if you want to be the perfect relationship or you want all of those things, what are you prepared to give up or to, you know, because What are you prepared to get? How hard are you, are you prepared to go and to struggle and to give up and to sacrifice to achieve that? Mm -mm. Okay. And in other words, how badly do you want it? And when you've established that, are you able to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to own a big island. Okay. Well, is it possible? And yes, it is possible,
0: but so, kind of not setting unrealistic. Exactly. Make like them realistic. are earning 10,000 Rand today, say so by the end of the month, I want to be a multimillionaire. Yes. And if you do want that and it is achievable, mm-hmm. what are you prepared to do to
1: get there? To get there. You know, we sit back and we think, oh, you know, I'd love to be on a yacht and I mm-hmm. have this perfect relationship and partner. And what have you done to get there? What have you done to get that perfect relation? What have you done to get that yacht? And then. You could also, you then go through different processes How will you feel when you've got that? Mm -mm. Who will you be when you've got that? So there's a whole lot of things, processes that you go through To Mm -hmm. say to yourself, what am I going to do to get there? Because you know, the pavements are littered with good ideas and good intentions And Mm -hmm. unless we actually know what we want And have a focused intention of how we're going to get there It just remains a fantasy Mm -hmm. And then you'll get to the end of 2017, and, oh, it was a really bad year, and And I'm going to set my goals for the – and when you really look at those goals, have you achieved any of them? Have you tried? Have you tried? Mm -hmm. What have you given up, you know, to to get there? And so it's it's a whole process of, you know, as I said, when I counsel, we go Mm -hmm. through these different processes. What do I want? And then say to yourself, how long is it going to take me to get there? Mm-hmm. Give yourself a time limit. And then test yourself and say, okay, I've, I'm giving myself six months to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And then you achieve that. And then you set yourself a next goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also go into sort of into the future. your future kind of what we call future pace. And you'll say, mm-hmm. all right, so I can see myself sitting on this yacht. And how will I feel Who will I be mm. and, and you actually start to visualize it And that's the creativity That's part of the creativity It's kind of like the
0: secret Because the secret I don't know if you've <laughs> seen the secret But it kind of teaches you the same kind of thing In I think a different way But right Yeah, yeah. Look it's,
1: it's the visualization mm-hmm. of You can get it if you want it And, and that is the reality Because we, we write our own script We are the authors of our own script mm-hmm. We have choice And, you know, if you choose, I mean, people say, I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. I have a choice and I choose to be happy. You got to then say, what is happiness? What does it mean to me? Is it achievable? Can I do this? What will I feel like when I've achieved Mm -hmm. it? And what steps do I need to take to do that? Do I need to go to university? Do I need to do a course? Do I need to go and... I mean, it's it's like finding the perfect partner. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want? You know, be clear in what you want, and then, in the way, in the secret, you put it out there. Mm-hmm. So you know what you want. So the person that's there picks up that energy and will mirror
2: th- it,
0: back. it okay. back, which goes right back to the loving kindness. I think it's You're kind marrowing. of. If I'm hearing you right, it's kind of a lot about taking ownership of your own life because I feel like we blame everybody else for the problems in our life. Like my partner is this, my manager is that, my company is this, um, my friends, my family, and we never go, well, I have done this to create what has happened to me, yeah. and kind of, I mean, we can't be to blame for everything because I mean, sometimes people are just assholes, so to say, <laughs> but it's kind of about how we take it on and what we do with that, the, yeah. you know, because we're in charge of our own life, like That's you said. Right.
1: And, and that goes right back to what I said right in the beginning of my understanding of spirituality mm-hmm. is that you step out of that triangle, you step out of that drama, and you don't, you, under, you, you, you look at that mm-hmm. blame. It's not. What have I done to create that argument or that anger? How can I change that? Mm -hmm. And that's the responding. And when you respond, your heart is open. You're able to respond and then you're able to make change. Mm -hmm. So it's as soon as you start blaming and it's their fault and the government and And, they did me mm -hmm. wrong and they cheated, you're not taking ownership of it. You're not looking at it as a learning Mm -hmm. As a mirror of what is going on around me
0: I feel like I can talk to you For the next four (laughs) hours It's just absolutely amazing Thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it We definitely need to do this again Um, I think if one message We're going to take away from this Is really to take responsibility for ourselves And just kind of be in the moment Absolutely Thank you very much We'll be right back after the break All right, we're back. So um, if you would like to join in the conversation, you can WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. Alternatively, you can also tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Wow, what an amazing first part and what a lesson to be learned to go into 2017. And um, I think there's no better way to start off the next part of the show than to talk to some scholars. So in studio, I still have Ruline, who is the mother of Sydney. Um, so Sydney, you just finished track, right? Yeah And you just got your results? Yeah, I just received them the few days ago You want to share some of them? You don't have to say percentages, but just tell us how amazingly you've done um, I got six distinctions and one B Okay, great And then we have Nadia staying with us as well She's just finished her first year of varsity Hey Nadia Hey <laughs> And how did your first year go?
3: Um, Well,
0: I really enjoyed it Um, It was great,
3: I loved it Um, I didn't really have a second semester But I loved it Okay,
0: we're going to touch a little bit on that second semester (laughs) part That's the touchy part today And then with us as well, we've got uh, Tanya Who's Nadia's mom, welcome Hi Lisa (laughs) (laughs) So um, we've kind of just thrown the parents in here Initially I was just going to talk to the kids And the reason I thought it would be fun Is because you know school is not just stressful for the kids It's also very stressful for the parents Don't you think? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Okay, so I think let's first start off with Matrek, right? So explain how school going nowadays. I mean, I haven't been in school ten years. Is it still easy? Has this? How do you find? How the hell did you get so many distinctions? First of all, explain that to me.
4: I think it's very stressful. Like what I've realized is like this was a very very tiring and pressurizing year, mm-hmm. and it's just how you deal with that. Like finding the balance and making sure that you don't. Like you take it seriously, but you allow yourself to just relax so you don't burn out. Mm -mm. I think it's, for me, how I got my marks is I just kept my goal in mind. I just had to keep what I wanted and my ambition in mind so that I could achieve it. When I got tired, I thought... Is this going to
0: help me achieve my goal? And it wouldn't, so I had to push. Okay, so I see moms rub a little bit off there on you, hey? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, how big a part of does your mom play in this or your parents? How big a part do they play in you achieving your goal in school? I think the
4: main thing is that she shows me, like my mom shows me how, like, the hard work will get you what you want. Mm -mm. That it doesn't just come when you sit there and you think, okay, I'll, I'll, study the day before and I'll see how it goes and maybe it'll be good and I listened in class so I should be fine like she's really told me how you know that you have to set your goal and you have to actually work to it and just having that support has been the most incredible thing so that I can just be free to do and to work and to be Studying for hours and it's okay And that she's supporting me and Mm -mm. Bringing me tea when I'm exhausted (laughs) And that sort of thing
0: I think we often underestimate the massive role Our parents play in our education Or our life Nadia, I mean you now not staying in the house anymore You actually stayed at university This year so mom wasn't there Every day Did she still play a big part in your Um, She doesn't Like I don't stay
3: with her But I still phone her Every day I speak to her Like at least once a day Like while Mm -mm. I'm getting ready I'll phone her And she's getting ready At the same time Mm -mm. Um, Because I think it's just Having someone there To support you Mm -mm. And just to make sure That you're okay And like Just to give you like Mental strength And like emotional strength Because it's hard Being independent is
0: So much harder than it (laughs) looks, like being an adult, it's so hard. So, I mean, you've literally, this is your first year out of school, out of the house. Do you think that your school years prepared you for what you've learned in university? Um, Or prepared you for what you've experienced in university? No, well,
3: I went to a really small school, like in Joburg South. There was like 40 kids per grade. Mm -hmm. So, moving from that to like a major university... Is completely different. And in school, you're so sheltered and everything is given to you. And advice you have to go and look for your own opportunities. You mm-hmm. have to do everything yourself. And... Your parents aren't there to help you They don't understand it either Mm-mm. They can help you like the first two weeks while you're registering And after that, you're completely on your own
0: Mm-mm.
3: And in school, they'll tell you like Okay, this is how you fill this form in And you have to do this At Varsity, if you
0: don't fill the form in properly You're not going to get registered And you're just going to fail and, mm-hmm. so. and I mean, Varsity, and we're not trying to scare you, Sydney <laughs> <laughs> If anything, you should take all the advice here yeah, and prepare yourself. You're going to Varsity next year, right? Yeah, I'm going to Pretoria next year. Great. You're in Pretoria too. Yes. Which
4: Pretoria are you going to? Um, I'm going to stay – well, I'm going to be at the main campus and okay. stay there as well. So it's actually nice to hear like how it is and the independence and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now you've got a friend you can phone. Right, exactly. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is there any advice you could give her on what she should do or have with her to prepare herself for next year? Um,
3: I think – well, that's, that's what I learned. Like in school, I didn't work as hard as I should have. And so when I went to varsity, my main goal was just to like work as hard as I can from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people make that mistake that so they don't work hard from the beginning. And then it comes to exams and you, you just
0: can't keep up. Okay, so but you like also have a very good reason for doing that. What's your reason? M- my older brother. Okay, but also there's a besides <laughs> your, besides the fair competition with the older brother who's in the same varsity. Um, your mom was telling me earlier that you have a goal of where you want to go, where you want to work, yes, and what you want to do. I really want to work at Norton and Rose full when I'm done. If anybody's listening from Norton and Rose, you can contact Nadia yes. on the following number.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I'm really like I'm really trying hard to. Because I know how competitive it is, Mm-mm. and so from day one I knew that I had to be better than, better than everyone else to get into Mm-mm. like. The so you've companies. done
0: exactly what Relin told us in the first half. Is you've got a goal, yes. and you know exactly what you need to get there, and that's fantastic. And
3: it and it is extremely hard varsity because you're so isolated and you're so alone. But like, you're not, don't don't worry. But (laughs) it's a horrible, but don't
0: worry, it's not really (laughs) horrible.
3: (laughs) It's, it's, if you enjoy it, you do, it's great, but you have to work so much harder than you did in school, Mm -hmm. which might sound terrible because you just
0: finished a very tiring year, but (laughs) yeah. Don't you guys kind of think that or feel that if you took a break after school, like maybe took a year off, and parents, I'm not encouraging that at all, I'm Mm -hmm. just asking, if you had like a year off just relaxing, taking a break, that, Your first year at university might be easier Or Sydney, well I'll ask you secondly If you feel like maybe taking a break Before jumping into university Won't be more beneficial for you
4: I think for me I know that Taking a break would completely throw me off Like I'm someone that loves routine And I'm sure it's like a gap year You can have a routine And you can learn a lot I think there's a lot of benefit in it But for me, my degree I want to study medicine So it's a very long degree And so it's like It's almost like I'm so excited to actually just jump in and get there and start my life. I think there's a lot of value in a gap year, but for me I know that I like I almost feel like my happiness is going to be once um like I'm already happy obviously, but finding that who I am and all of that and starting mm-hmm. that adversity And you know, growing It's so
0: amazing Listening to the two of you Because I've only heard Positive things You guys have goals yeah. And I really think It touched on What we spoke about earlier Because I mean I think when you get To adulthood sometimes And I'm not saying You guys are not adults But when you reach Your fifties and that You kind of go Oh, shit, what now? Yeah. You know, and I mean, the two of you have this goal. You want to be in medicine. You're already in law. You know you want to maybe go to Canada. You've got these big plans, and I feel like you guys are really on the good path here. Um, Tanya, so Mm. for me, I kind of feel like you play a very big role for Nadia, the same as Rilene as well, because, I mean, these kids are amazing. And, I mean, a lot of young kids that I speak to that are out partying, getting drunk, and that, you know, when you speak to them, they don't really know where they want to go to. What have you done? I mean, you've done something right. I've
2: worked damn hard. (laughs) Damn hard. No, I've just been there all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I've supported. I've cried when they cried. We've worked hard. And I've supported their dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm so proud of them. I've always told them, you have to, um, whatever your dream is, just believe and work hard. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes you fail. But you get up and you go back it, and you just work, work, work.
3: I think my mom's like belief in us is um, ultimately what got us to where we are because I know I've doubted myself so much, mm-hmm. and so is my brother. But my mom has not, for a second, doubted that we will be successful. In I it. never
2: doubt, never.
3: <laughs> and I think that's what ultimately—that's what like what a gift she gave us.
2: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all my hard work was for nothing. Really,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you kind of feel the same thing. Have you got the same sentiment? Yes I think so. I think I feel very blessed that
1: Sydney is so focused and so determined and so goal driven. Mm-hmm. And I mean I at some point would say don't you want to just go out and do a little party maybe have a little drink or <laughs> just chill or and but she which she does do you know in in her own uh, sort of time and way but she's incredibly focused and I think I I'd like to think that I was there just as her backstop.
0: You know? I really think that parents underestimate the massive role they play in their kids' lives. Yeah. You know, I, like, I didn't really have a lot of direction growing up as well. But, I mean, my mom also kind of didn't know where I wanted to go. So she was always there for me. But I kind of just drifted here mm-hmm. and there. And, I mean, you two have these amazing strong parents that are guiding you, which I think parents out there – don't forget the role you play in your children's lives. It's really so important. Um, Nadia, what I wanted to ask you is you were saying that you didn't really have a second semester. <laughs> no.
3: because so, <laughs> We all know why. <laughs> yeah. And um, <clears throat> so the, obviously the strikes got like very bad um, after the fee announcement mm-hmm. was announced. Mm-hmm. And um, our varsity, so we were supposed to go on holiday – in like we have like a like a spring recess and um the week before that they just completely shut us down Mm -hmm. Uh, on that the monday before they they canceled the varsity like they shut us down completely and said everything will be online that's because the week before we had been having like ongoing strikes um where they would come into classes and like like disrupt the classes, make it hard to learn So even that week before No one was really going to class And we just got back from the first semester mm-hmm. So I was trying to learn New subjects and um, I didn't really have any class Because you, they get disrupted And um, so it was, it was a lot And our varsity Well Pretoria just decided that It was going to shut everything down And go online mm-hmm. So that we could finish the academic year
0: like so I, you were basically learning everything online. Yeah, like on so a like
3: like UNISA would be. Okay. And I know they gave our uh, telecom SIM cards to people who like didn't, didn't have unlimited data or Wi Fi or something so they could still access it. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of our tests were online, our exams at the end of the year. But um it was still a big struggle for people, I think especially first years because you're in this big system like, you, like you're you not controlled and now you're at home studying by yourself reading through books and so I think it affected a lot of kids mm. and also a lot of people who don't have access to computers and things but it got like extremely violent at mm-hmm. and many other universities and our varsity was trying to avoid that so we couldn't go into campus um, people had to go home um, we had when we were writing exams at the end, we had like limited access control. So only some tests could write, um, okay. like on campus. And we would have to go and like, there was strict security. They'd mm-hmm. like, search bags. You have
0: to scan in at every like door you go through. Sure. Okay. So let me ask you this. You know what happened. You heard from the kids at university about what they were feeling. What's your feeling on all of this, your personal feelings? On the fees must fall. Yes, on the whole fees must fall, on everything. I mean, you know, we read the news, and one thing I do know about the news is they manipulate the way in which we receive the information massively. So you've experienced it firsthand. You go to school with these children that were protesting. Mm. What is your feeling on it?
3: Um, I definitely support the cause because the Mm -hmm. fees are way too high. and. What people need to understand, it's not just the fees. You don't just, It's not like school. You don't just pay the fees and then everything's included. It's textbooks, which are so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's living costs. It's transport. Like, if you live away from home, it's so much extra. And so many kids do have to stay away from home. Mm-hmm. And when the fees increase, so do the resident fees. Mm-hmm. So kids staying in res, their fees increase as well. So um, I definitely support the cause because... Many, many bright people, smart people, could be changing the world. Can't afford to go, mm-hmm. and then there's NAFSA loans, which are loans which you'll have to pay back to the government. But to be able to make it, your annual household income has to be one hundred twenty thousand per year.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you, if you get below that, you don't qualify. Yes.
3: No. So well, if you get above that. Okay. So you have to oh, be devastatingly okay. poor. Well, you know, like you have to be really poor to get that. So. People like police officers, nurses, teachers, their children, they really struggle to get them into varsity mm-hmm. because they earn more than 120,000 per year, but it's still not enough to send a child to varsity, which is like 85,000 per year. Oh wow, okay. So it's extremely expensive, like there's co- like, Sometimes you'll use a textbook just for a semester and then you'll have to buy another 800 rand textbook second sure. semester. Okay. Is there any kind of swap out of textbooks that you could do? You can, but it's really hard to find. There's no, good quality yeah, there's, foundation. and there's no, there's nothing set up like that at the varsity. Mm-hmm. So, like, I support the movement. It's just, um, and I know the system needs to change. I understand when they say that it's been commodified because I do think that they're starting to make a profit off of students mm-hmm. in all the ways, the textbook companies, everything in general. Um, but I don't think shutting the system down. Is if helping the, is helping the system. Mm-hmm. I do think it needs to change, and I understand the decolonization of it. And although I I can't really understand it because I've like I've never been oppressed, but I understand. And support it. Yes, I support it, but I don't think by shutting it down we're achieving anything. Mm-mm. I think the government needs to play a more active role, and the government's corrupt. So it's very hard to get them to come to the party. (laughs) It's very hard to get them there, and so and it's controversial and
0: it's very racial and yeah, uh, it's it's, it's a very hot temperature at the moment. Yeah, certainly. I mean, going into university, you've obviously watched and followed the news about everything happening at university. How does that make you feel?
4: You know, I also I support it and I can understand. Of course, I've also you know I've never been in the press, so I can't really completely understand but i can i can identify and see what they where they're coming from and and like i support it because everyone deserves the equal opportunities mm-hmm. and all those things but i think like the approach is just it's not okay with all the violence and that you're actually stopping someone else from learning mm-hmm. to get yourself to learn it's just it's kind it of counteract exactly and for me it was scary because i was hearing how you know Oh, well, the first years might not finish. They might not write exams, so they might have to repeat the year. And then what happens to me? Do I, where do you go? Yeah, do I have to take a gap year? Do I have to do A-levels? Or do I have to do, what do I do? Where? And th- we were never told anything, really, because everything was kind of... Wishy-washy. Yeah.
0: Mom, how did you deal with all of that? I mean, you're sitting at home and you're watching the news. It things. frightening. frightening. Mm-hmm. Nadia
2: would send clips where she's locked in buildings, buildings and strikers outside I was neurotic it was horrible but I also felt sorry for her because she was so excited about her first year Mm -mm -mm. her first two weeks of initiation she couldn't have because of strikes so it started that way Um, she's so passionate about studying and going to class and not being able to do that I felt sorry for her Um, It was hard You know, it was hard for her to not be able to sit there and study And be part of this institution that she loved so much But she did well Um, I just think the strike, they shouldn't be striking at varsity itself. Go to the government, go and strike there. Go and make their life difficult, yes. I
0: think a lot of people don't realize that the universities are not really the people controlling this. The problem is sitting at the government itself. Those are the people making Go and
2: burn their buildings. They're burning books that are hundreds of years old. Mm -hmm. You know, you can never get that history back. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Go and burn. Go and burn the government down. Go burn their buildings. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense. Why disrupt the kids' education? Yeah, it's our future. Mm-mm. So no, it made me angry and scared. Eh? Yeah. One of the reasons
3: I've heard that they um, shut down the universities oh, yeah. is because while they're busy striking for free education, they're not. Being taught and so they don't Get that education and so Therefore they're still being disadvantaged Mm-mm. So through shutting down the university They're disadvantaging everyone but For a better purpose that's One of the okay. reasons I've heard where they Say if they go to strike at the government It's just the ones who are involved in The cause and they're missing out on class And so tests. they want to disrupt
0: Everybody yes, to and make they the say point. Okay.
3: Therefore, Ultimately they're still being disadvantaged Through missing out on time To trying to achieve Free higher education Okay,
0: Rileen, really, I mean, obviously you've heard a lot of this now as well Sure, sure uh, How do you feel about your daughter going off to, you uni- know, you're going to be staying in raised right? Yeah How do you feel about her going off there and fighting for herself?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm also a bit nervous, but I, I trust that she's ready for this And um, we just pray that this will be resolved in a in a peaceful manner Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I just would love her to have this experience and... Make this dream, let this dream of her and all the students mm-hmm. be a positive one.
0: Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Moms, thank you very mm-hmm. much for the absolute amazing job you've done with these girls. Uh, girls, you seem to have your life set out for you. It's amazing you being positive, you have your goals, and I really feel that you're going to be very successful going forward. Thank, thank you me. all so much for being here, and that's a wrap.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Cliffcentral.com